Professor, can you briefly explain to us the concept of vendor finance and what are its advantages and disadvantages? Okay, well, vendor funding normally is, is actually funding that is uh, provided by a third party in order to facilitate a purchaser to uh, acquire a, a, an asset uh, that is not um, that is not uh, affordable by the purchaser, but which can be paid over a short period of time according to the specifications of the vendor. But normally, a vendor a vendor funding is provided by a third party, a person who is not necessarily a party to the transaction, and therefore, what happens is. This facilitates the transactions where the purchaser cannot be able to facilitate the fund or to, to mobilize the funding quite quickly uh, as required in order for the transaction to be uh, completed within the stipulated time, but then goes elsewhere in order to get that fund, vendor funding so that the transaction can be uh, uh, completed. Vendor funding is very helpful because a vendor funder normally comes with a very... Uh, lacks or out of the ordinary terms and conditions that are not like those of the mainstream banks, for an example, that may require very high interest rates and that may be, or the terms of which may actually be very strangling to the person who is acquiring finance. And it is helpful in that regard because ultimately the person who acquires funding will be able to have very relaxing terms and conditions within which they, uh, which they can actually be able to to comply, comply, comply with within a short space of time. So, 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 if this is you know a sound business with a very healthy uh, economic outlook, it would make better sense because then there's a greater guarantee of getting that money. And exactly. in this That's instance, what the, the vendors normally that was the vendors normally look for. So, in the case of the ANN Seven TV channel and the New Age newspaper, do we have that sound business uh, model in place? Well, if you look at, I mean, obviously, the, 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 this, in, this, in this case, the, the company is not a public company. Therefore, they are, they are, their finances are not uh, publicly available. But from the assessment of what is happening uh, in the media industry, it looks as if, and, and, and from the assessment, obviously, of the paper itself and how it looks in comparison with other media companies, it doesn't look as if it's very, very profitable. And therefore, uh, we wonder if the vendor in this regard or the vendor capitalist has actually taken into the business, uh, the business, uh, imperatives into consideration. And, uh, a question that I am asking is whether the vendor funder has really looked in this as a, as a, as a proposition that is, uh, making business sense. And, uh, uh, it is, it is something that I think has to be looked at from the perspective of whether a vendor is actually motivated only by financial considerations or other considerations. So if we look at this particular deal in terms of um, the issue of ownership and economic transformation in South Africa, would you say that uh, this is a good case study for such, um, given you know some of the arguments that we are seeing in the public domain at the moment, where uh, some people are calling it fronting, some are saying um, you know they they question the way in which these particular businesses came to be what they are to begin with, and therefore um, very skeptical in essence, about what is going on here? Well, it is understandable why people are, speci- uh, are skeptical, but I would like to just point out that this kind of model could actually be uh, workable in the South African context. 
given the fact that funding is not easily available and we don't find a lot of vendor funders who are able to, to, to fund this kind of project, which can actually lead to transformation. Uh, but the fact is vendor funders are normally facilitated, you know, motivated by the business fundamentals that are already in place that can make a business to pay itself off over a period of time. And this kind of funding can actually be very helpful in in in, in effecting uh, effective uh, uh, communi- uh, trans- economic transformation by people who have been disadvantaged in the past. If it is used properly, it can actually be a very useful model. So uh, let me just read uh, some of the comments that are coming through um, for you to get a sense of uh, where the listeners are at with this one. Uh, Mike Newland yes. says, so the Guptas lent 450 million rand to Mani to buy their failing media um, outlet and government will spend millions in ads and airtime and we as the public will never see or hear any of that. Um, uh, Matereka Klaba says, ANN7 is worth nothing. I won't even accept it as a gift for celebrating the Gupta's exit from our country. Uh, you know, is there any basis of truth in all of that is being said uh, in the public domain right now? Well, there is, there is, some, some, there is some form of, 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 uh, of, of, of legitimate concern that these concerns have been raised. But I would like to say that, you know, starting over a media from the scratch or a media company from scratch would actually be even as challenging and since these assets are already there and they have been acquired, if it is justifiable, the price tag is justifiable, I think this could actually mean that there is effective transformation within the media industry. But unfortunately, the price tag and who and how is actually being paid for is something that we may never even know about and which ultimately may obviously raise concerns as to who is paying for it and ultimately whether it is not the taxpayer who ultimately pays for it. But I would like to say that this, because it's already there and the media in the, in the media company has already been built, it would actually be something that if it is transformed effectively, it can actually be a model that can be followed in, in other industries that need transformation. And with regard to the question of fronting, is that possible in this sort of arrangement? Well... Let me just say that normally a vendor funder would be someone who's not part and parcel of the transaction. And I say that in this regard, the vendor funder is actually part and parcel of the transaction, is the person who is basically selling, and therefore they are also funding the transaction. And therefore, it may be that uh, the justification or the concerns that have been raised by people that there's some form of fronting may be based on the concerns that the vendor funder is also the person who is who wants to be seen to be getting rid of the assets whereas, in fact, they are basically just uh, getting an alternative person from whom they can be able to to pull the strings. Uh, and this can be determined, obviously, once this transaction is actually operationalized and we see as to what actually happened with the policy and with regard to the way in which the business is run. At the moment, to jump into conclusions that there is a fronting could be very much premature, and it is not up to us to actually say that there's fronting when we have not been able to see the evidence of that. In other words, time will tell.